It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak, and today we are actually doing a listener-requested episode. Yes, you can request episodes. And I was delighted to get a request to cover praise kinks and another one to cover breeding kinks, which I've been hearing a lot about lately as well. So I invited sex writer and soon-to-be sex therapist Gigi Ingle on the show to give us the 411. Hi, I'm Gigi Angle. I am a certified sex educator and author of All the Fucking Mistakes, a guide to sex life and love. Gigi's got bylines at top publications, a little old place called Cosmo, and so many others. And she's really good at breaking this stuff down and unpacking the nuances. So I figured she's the perfect person to be our guide as we explore these two kinks today and what they suggest about our culture. So... Put on your hard hats and let's dig in, privates. So let's dive in first and get your sexpert origin story. Like, were you always interested in sex and how did you make it your job? Yeah, sure. So um, I started out as a sex writer. I worked for a small millennial website, Elite Daily, which is now like massive. But at the time, it was Uh very small. And I was always very interested in all the sex content. And so I kind of became like the go-to person for that. And I had like no filter and I was very interested in it. And then the more I was writing about it, the more I realized there just wasn't a lot of like really good in-depth journalism around sex. It was all kind of like, can I make my pussy taste different or like 50 Uh positions to please your man and like kind of stuff like that. And so I wanted to have more in-depth research journalism. So I started doing a lot of that. And there's a lot of great journalists who do that now, but I think I was one of the first ones. And then I wrote a an article when I went freelance for Teen Vogue that was about anal sex and uh-huh. people like lost their shit over it. Oh, really? That's that was how you like really found your footing? Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Like it was the most I've ever been trolled to this date. <laughs> um, yeah, like people lost their minds. It was actually really funny. And I got called like a sodomite on Fox News. It was like a whole thing. It was wild. So I then was like, oh, you know, I'm not certified in sex education. And I feel like if this is the kind of attention that my work is going to get, then I should be. Uh So I went and I got certified in sex education, which was very has been very useful. And now I am just finishing up my grad degree in psychosexual therapy. So I'll be a full sex therapist in the next few months. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. And uh, I wrote my book, All the Fucking Mistakes in 2020. Yeah. You know, that's interesting that you say that about the certification. I've been thinking that a little bit for myself too, just like the conversations that I have on this show and you would recommend it. You feel like it really just gave you a better foundation. 
Yeah, I think it gave me a really good foundation. I think there's things that you don't even realize you don't know till you know them. Uh-huh. Because our sex education we have in North America, pretty much everywhere. I, don't, yeah. I shouldn't say just America. It's literally everybody. Is uh, terrible. So there was like so much stuff I didn't know. But I didn't know I didn't know it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Okay, so I've gotten a couple requests to do episodes about specific kinks. And I thought you Mm -hmm. would be the perfect person to talk to. Um, You write these really great explainer articles. So I guess, first of all, let's start with the difference between kink and fetish, which I feel like is commonly, they're like conflated. Yeah, it's actually one of the most common questions I get. So there's kind of like the umbrella term of kinky, which is like all sort of non-normative sex stuff or non-normative things acts that give you sexual satisfaction, essentially. Sort of like the big kinky umbrella. And so that's kind of like kink. And then a kink is like a sexual interest in something that is non-normative. So something that's like act specific or object specific. Like you could have a kink for spanking, a kink for a breeding kink, a kink for like leather, that kind of thing. And a kink is something that you're interested in and something that you would like to have be a part of your sexual experience. Whereas a fetish is an interest in a non-normative sexual act or object, but it's required in order for you to reach peak arousal or to fully enjoy that sexual experience. So basically a fetish is like a really intense need for something, whereas a kink is more of a preference. And with a fetish, you're not getting off in other ways. I mean, for some people, if they have a really intense fetish for something, it may be like off the table that they can't get aroused at all unless their fetish object or act as a part of the sex. Other people like may consider that their peak arousal is when they have the fetish object Uh or act, but they can still enjoy a sexual experience. It really depends on how fixated you are. But it's it's very much like a gradient. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with praise kink, which I feel Mm. like has been kind of a new, buzzier kink that I've heard. (laughs) Yeah. Praise kinks are a bit of a media darling at the moment. And I think that there's been a lot of chatter over the internet and kind of it's gained popularity because there's been sort of confusion between what a praise kink is and what it is to just be treated well. Uh-huh. And that's it. like just I know it's just incredibly depressing because like we have we, we're, we live in this like heteronormative patriarchal society where men are like, oh, I would love the opportunity to do the bare minimum for you. <laughs> And you're like, that's great. Thank you very much. I love that take, yes. So I think that's why it's gained so much popularity. People be like, oh, I have a praise kink. And it's like, no, actually, you just like want to be treated nicely. And like, that's so sad. Like, that's terrible that we live in a world where like you have to turn something into a kink because it's so rare and it feels so good when someone does it. Like, that's fucked up. So just saying. No, you're totally right. That's more like an aside commentary. Slight digression on that exact point. So I got a happy ending massage And I felt so much like I was the center of that act because I paid to be the center of that act. And it was transformative. But I was like, what the fuck is going on that that is so rare to me? Like, yeah, I mean, first of all, good for you. That's awesome. Second of all, that's just like, yeah, it kind of like that paints the picture, right? That like we're so used to being like touch starved or being treated like shit that like. You're like, oh, now I have a kink. It's like, okay, we need to know the difference between this. So that's like one of the things I address when people are like, oh, what's a praise kink? You know, people are like, what's the difference between a praise kink and getting, you know, like a compliment? Uh I think we can kind of all universally agree, at least for the most part, that getting a compliment feels good. Like everybody's enjoying getting a compliment or being told that they're good and nice and pretty. It's like, yeah, we all like to be told those nice things. But a kink, it, it becomes a kink when it gives you sexual 
arousal or satisfaction to have right. that kind of language be a part of it. And I think that's that's kind of like where the core difference is. Is like it's a kink when it becomes sexual. And like there are lots of different terms that are kind of involved with that, like being called like a good girl or being told you're doing so well. And it's like a part of sex and it's something that gets those sexual fires going. And so I think that's that's really the core difference. So anything we need to know about caveats about this praise kink or anything unique? I mean, I think it's something that can be explored if you're not sure if it's something that's a kink, because I think we don't always know ourselves very well. And sex education, as I've said, is absolutely terrible. So we may not know that it's something that's giving us a sexual charge. So I think that takes a little bit of really considering what it is that you get out of being told like nice things. Are you, if you like being called a good girl or you like being told how good you're doing, like, is it sexual or is it because you like being told nice things? Like, and right. only you can make that call. I mean, this seems like you would be able to try it with a lot of partners. Like you wouldn't necessarily have to go to FetLife. I mean, you could, of course, but you know, mm-hmm. it's a pretty straightforward kink. Yeah. It's a pretty accessible one. Yes. Like you don't need to buy a bunch of gear. You don't need like whips and chains and rope, although I would argue you don't really need that for any kink. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's an accessible one. And it's one that is, I think, because you're not, it's a little bit different than let's say like it's opposite, which is a degradation kink like being told, you know, you're a filthy little pig and stuff during sex, like that's a little more, like someone might be a little bit more antsy about that kind of language because it's degrading. Whereas Uh like a praise kink is like, you're saying nice things to somebody. It's kind of an easy one. Yeah. Probably not a lot of harm's going to come from that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's getting sexually aroused by someone saying like really (laughs) affirming nice things to you. Period. End of sentence. Okay. I think Mm -hmm. we covered it. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, privates. Boo, boo. Privates with penises. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Our sponsor, Fleshlight, can help you reach new heights with your self-pleasure. And that is because Fleshlight is the number one selling male sex toy in the world. And they don't just leave you hanging over there. At Fleshlight, you can explore sex toys with expert guides and advice, especially if you're a beginner or you're looking to level up. If you have been listening to the show for a while, you know how I feel about self-pleasure, and it is very, very good. And I definitely endorse using sex toys. I have a lot of fun with sex toys myself. So with the Fleshlight Girls series, you can embrace your wildest porn star fantasies with a different porn actress every night. What? With the variety of models, sensations, and intensities, you can live out limitless fantasies. And you can automate your fantasies with a universal launch that fits most Fleshlight products. With its innovative touch control system, just set the controls, sit back, and enjoy. And you have pleasure right in your hands. Your pleasure is in your complete control. And as the ultimate male pleasure device on the market, it's as versatile as you are. Anatomical, stamina building, vibrating, or made for couples, you name it. You define your luxury moment. And I just want to say, if you have any shame around sex toys, 
please don't. It is so much better than being weird with girls because you feel kind of desperate or whatever. Fleshlight just allows you to chill out, wait for the right girl when she comes, and in the meantime, you know you are going to be getting yours and having a good time, so you don't even have to sweat it. And right now, Fleshlight is offering Private Parts Unknown listeners 10% off your order with our code PRIVATE10. So you just go to ppupod.com. That's the website, ppupod.com. You click Fleshlight and you use the promo code PRIVATE10 to get 10% off your delicious new device. Again, that is ppupod.com and enter code PRIVATE10 and it really helps support the show. It helps support yourself and your own sex drive. So go ahead and use the link in the episode description. We can all be horny together. We can keep this podcast going. So get yourself a flashlight and get yourself off. So let's talk breeding kinks, which is an interesting one. And I totally get it. Like, I don't want to have a child, but I get the arousal from the idea of it. You know, I feel like I've like participated in that kind of early relationship sometimes with partners where like fantasizing about the idea of like, what if we did, even though we don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's about playing with edges. Like it's, you know, taking risks that feel dangerous, which kind of can get the sexual fires really going. And I think that's sort of the, the main appeal. And there's also this aspect of it in more sort of fantasy play where in things like being a human cow or doing mm-hmm. um, alien implantation, it's like your body is being used and you're being dehumanized, which can be another layer of it. Mm-hmm. But sort of like your classic breeding kink where like you are just like playing around with the idea of getting pregnant. It's mostly about that like dangerous, that danger thing. And I think it's a it's taken on a new taboo since the overturning of Roe, like a new level of almost like sick eroticism that I think is like it's got because it's like there's a lot of a lot of shit at stake. Yeah. Explain that. Has there been a change in people's interest from what you've seen? I think that it's it's because of the Roe stuff. It's become people have been writing about breeding kinks more often because they're like, oh, what does this mean for that kink? And I think a big common misconception is that everybody who engages in this kink is engaging in risky behavior. Mm-hmm. But really, it's about, and like some people are, like some people really who are like, they might really legit fuck around with like being really risky. And like, that's what's your business as long as you know what you're doing and everybody's consenting. But most people who are engaging with the breeding kink are not actually interested in genuinely putting themselves in harm's way or in, in, a, in a risky situation. It's more about the fantasy of it. Uh-huh. So like, you may be on like the pill or a patch or some other form of non-visual birth control, or maybe you're uh, tracking your cycle, which I honestly do not recommend. I never recommend the pull-out method or tracking your cycle as a method of birth control. It's just <laughs> ovulation is famously unpredictable. Yeah. But a lot of the time, people have a lot of discussions and they're they're being really careful around the actual getting pregnant. It's more about the like fantasy of it, just like all fantasies that we engage with in role play. It's like, when you're doing a ravishment fantasy or a rape fantasy, you don't actually want to get raped. It's right. part of a consensual non-consent fantasy that is like negotiated and discussed and everybody's on board and you actually do feel safe, safe to play with those edges. It's not, you're not really putting yourself in danger. Yeah. I think that 
is maybe the most common misconception about this kink is that people are actually trying to get pregnant. The vast majority are not. Yeah. Of course, I do find that um, when I'm like with couples having baby making sex can actually be like very, it gets very boring and tedious because like Uh it starts to very much become about having babies. So actually like I have suggested that couples see if they would be interested in trying like bringing in like breeding kink while they're trying to get pregnant because it's like adds a layer of sexiness to it. That's very smart. Because then it becomes like the breeding thing becomes hot as opposed to being like obligatory missionary two pumps and we're done kind of situation. That's the perfect time to take advantage of the fantasy of having a baby when you're actually having a fucking baby. Yeah, I mean, some people do explore this, though, in kind of a risky way. So I guess are there any caveats or guardrails you would recommend to people that were into this? Yeah, I mean, I think that if you are going to engage with a breeding kink and you're going to kind of just like throw caution to the wind, that's completely your business. As long as you and your partner are both consenting to it and your partner and you are aware that you're not on birth control, that this actually is like a risk that you're taking. We get into really shady ethical territory if someone is playing with a breeding kink and they're not informing their partner of the risk that they are taking too. Everybody who's having sex deserves to have that be something that they are both consenting to. And if both of you agree that like you don't give a shit or whatever, or you're like going to just go for it and you're going to take that risk, that's your business. You do you. But both people need to be informed. And I think it's also really important that if you're going to do that and you're going to be doing fluid bonding, which is sex without barrier methods, to be sure that both of you have been tested for STIs so that you are aware of like where your partner stands and where you stand so you can both make that decision. Because there's no such thing as risk-free sex, but it is important that both partners are able to decide if it's a risk they would like to take. Yeah, well said. Is there anything else you would like to tell the privates before we wrap? Yeah, basically, I think the only thing I would say about both kinks is that like there's no such thing as a weird kink or a kink that's abnormal or that a kink that makes you bad or dirty and there's nothing wrong with having any kind of kink under the sun. The most important thing is that everybody who's involved is a consenting adult. And other than that, we live in this world that shames everything about sex, but life is way too fucking short to not let somebody piss on you if that's what you want. (laughs) Amen. Okay, thank you so much. (laughs) Hell yes, I firmly believe that. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Private Parts Unknown. And thanks again to Gigi Ingle. This was such a great explainer episode on praise kinks and breeding kinks. And give her a follow at Gigi Engel on Instagram to stay up on her latest sexpert commentary. She's got a really good Instagram, you guys. And of course, stay tuned right here. I have got lots more sexy episodes coming up for you soon, including a deep dive into polyamory. And I'm taking you inside some Midwestern sex clubs. And no, honey, that is not an oxymoron. I am from the Midwest and we are a surprisingly horny bunch. For the latest episodes, look down and make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player now. If you're on Spotify, there's a little bell button. On most platforms, there's like a follow or a subscribe button. And to stay in touch between episodes, you can follow me at Courtney Kosak. That is K-O-C-A-K on Instagram and Twitter. And I am shamelessly trying to hit the top 1% on OnlyFans before I retire privates. And I'm currently in the top 6.5% 
percent uh i want to get there so bad so if you are interested in a playboy style peek behind the podcast you can subscribe to my OnlyFans account it is onlyfans.com slash coco peep show again onlyfans.com slash coco peep show and of course subscribe to our newsletter at privatepartsunknown.substack.com the link is in the episode description Shout out to Amy Roush for the bomb-ass theme music. For more info about Amy and her music, check out amyroush.com. That's Amy, R-A-A-S-C-H.com. This episode was mixed by my ride-or-die audio guy, Michael Castaneda of Plastic Audio. And guess what? We are reviving the YouTube channel. I have a bunch of videos in the can. So if you are interested in watching the video version of this podcast, you can just go to youtube.com slash private parts unknown and all the videos for these upcoming episodes, including Gigi. This episode is going to be on YouTube. If you want to watch her in action, you can just rewatch the whole episode. Why not? <laughs> that is on YouTube. So again, youtube.com slash private parts unknown. And after enjoying this content, could I ask you for a quick favor? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review. There are multiple people putting in a lot of TLC on this project, and it would mean the world to us. If you could give us a five-star rating and review, you just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private, give us a five-star rating and review, and it seriously makes my day. It makes it easier to get amazing guests, and it signals to other potential listeners that this is a good show, and it's a good show, right? So we are currently trying to get to 200 and 75 ratings on Apple Podcasts. We're currently at 268, and we're currently trying to get to 100 ratings on Spotify, and we are currently at 89. We are so close on both fronts. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and a review, just a sentence or two of what you love about the podcast. Maybe it's Gigi, maybe it's me, who knows? And if you are listening on Spotify, you just go to the upper left-hand corner of the Private Parts Unknown page, click the star button, and then you click all five stars. And voila, you've made my day. You wanna make my day? You wanna make my day, Privates? And hey, before you go, there's actually one more way you can support the show. We are now on the Fountain app. So if you are listening on a V4V platform and you get value from this show, you can support the show by sending us a Boostagram or sats for streaming. And I just got a hilarious Boostagram from Walter W. He boosted 525 sats and he said, your voice keeps me coming back to listen but need more material to keep it up happy and horny oh walter thank you for the request this episode goes out to you we really appreciate the sats and thank you everyone for listening i love you so much privates and until next time stay curious and keep exploring Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.